Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Prospect Podcast, where we discuss all things basketball. I'm the Jew. I'm back here with the Greek. Not going to say a thing about Sikorsky today, except, you know, I still have a bit of a grudge over this. You know, he's making me do all this extra work. But anyway, um, we're going to cover a few things, a lot of recapping in the NBA, and I have put together a special quiz that I will be administering to the Greek and see if he can uh, live up to his reputation as the savant here. So anyway, let's let's get uh, let's get started. Greek, welcome back again. Thank you, thank you. Good to have you. Good to have you as a safety net here. Um, why don't we just start with, as I said, a little recapping, looking back on the draft. Who are the big winners and losers? Well, the big winner, number one, obviously, is the team that had number one, that picked the guy that we've been talking about incessantly for the last six months, uh, Wemby, who, you know, they have, in a matter of five minutes, they have completely rebuilt their team around a 19-year-old super freak, and I expect them, you know, this year will be a year of growth, but within a couple of years, I expect them to be right back to being contenders like San Antonio has been for two plus decades. So they have to be number one on the list. Um, I would say the Houston Rockets might be number two because they got uh, one of the Thompson twins, the better of the Thompson twins, and Cam Whitmore, who fell for some reason to number 20. So I'd put them up there. And then third, I would go with the Portland Trailblazers, who sitting at number three, somehow picked up the second best player in the draft. And the other guy we've been talking about incessantly, Scoot Henderson. So those are the big winners to me. Big losers. You know, most teams, I think, did pretty well. I do have questions over uh, the Charlotte Hornets picking Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson. Uh, Michael Jordan is the GOAT, greatest player, probably the greatest competitive athlete we've ever seen. But as a basketball executive, MJ, you've left a lot on the table. So I'm sure as much as people love you in North Carolina, uh, Charlotte fans are probably happy you're selling the team because uh, they could use someone with a little better draft expertise making these selections. So I put Charlotte as one of the losers, uh, but the, the three teams I mentioned, I think, really came out of the draft on top. Next up, as we head into the free agency madness, what are some teams, players, who you're keeping an eye on? I know that like you're very invested in all this. I mean, even as we record this today, you barely could get to the microphone because your your phone, your Twitter, your something, whatever you're reading is blowing up today and you seem to be stressed. I can I can hear it in your voice even yes. as we record. Yes. So why don't we first uh, answer the question and then tell us why you're so freaked out today? We'll get to why I'm freaked out with the... the, the when we talk about the Suns? Yes. We always have to, by the way, prospect listeners cover the yes. Phoenix Suns. Well, the Suns are, for some reason, it seems like they're allergic to going more than 48 hours <laughs> with, uh, without some massive breaking news story. So they're making my off-season hell. But 
I guess starting off, there's a number of dominoes that need to fall for us to know where this offseason's headed for a number of teams. I, I would start in Golden State because Draymond Green, excuse me, staying or going is going to be a big domino that falls. If Draymond decides he wants to venture out and leave Golden State, then you're going to have teams like Sacramento, possibly the Lakers, uh, a number of teams trying to sign Draymond. So in one big swoop, the Warriors would be weakened pretty dramatically and another team could be strengthened pretty dramatically by picking up Draymond. Uh, this is not one of those big ticket years in free agency. It's not like, uh, you know, Kevin Durant's jumping ship and going to the Warriors or, or Kawhi Leonard leaving Toronto to go with sign with the Clippers. It's there are some very good players, but I don't see a lot of franchise altering players. So you have to really know your basketball to understand who the big movers and shakers are. There's a, a rumor spreading this morning about the Lakers potentially signing Bruce Brown away from the Nuggets. And I hope, I, I don't know how I feel about that because uh, my, my hatred for the Lakers kind of blinds me to the fact that him leaving and going and signing with LA would weaken the defending champs, the Denver Nuggets, in a pretty meaningful way. So, you know, I guess uh, in a sense, the best team in the world being weakened is probably better for me and my sons but I just cannot swallow the Lakers improving by picking up a player like Bruce Brown. So that's one I'm watching. Uh, James Harden, whether he stays in Philly, goes back to Houston, whatever the beard ends up doing, I think will have some, some domino effects. I personally expect him to stay with Philly. I, I don't know. Outside of liking living in Houston and enjoying the strip clubs in Houston, I don't know how going back to Houston makes sense for James Harden at this stage of his career. But maybe the strip clubs in Houston are that good. I mean, I don't, I'm sure a number of you basketball fans out there know what I'm talking about. James Harden is a first ballot strip club Hall of Famer. Uh, when he left the Houston Rockets, a certain strip club in Houston actually hung his jersey in the rafters of the strip club because of his um, financial uh, contributions to a number of the hardworking young ladies in Texas. So I'm sure there are a lot of strip clubs and nightclubs in Houston hoping and praying James Harden comes home, but I have a feeling he's going to stay in Philadelphia. I think the real big movement's going to come in the trade market because like I said, there are not a ton of big, big franchise altering free agents out there so once the dust kind of settles in free agency the next big boulder to shake things up will be if Damian Lillard decides it's time to move on from Portland um, Miami I think is in the pole position on a trade like that but that's really this weekend things are the uh, shit's gonna go crazy excuse my language so I am uh very interested to see how it all plays out. The first 48 hours usually set the tone for everything. And then uh, and then the pieces will kind of fall in place from there. But those are the free agents I'm looking at. Uh, Dame Lillard is the big trade item I'm looking at. And then we'll see how the market starts to shake out from there. Good analysis. Nice rundown. All right. Let's jump into the next one. What's your biggest prediction for the NBA free-for-all that starts on July 1st? 
My biggest prediction, again, I don't think it's going to be an actual free agency signing. I think it's going to be a trade that develops out of nowhere. And I am going to say the New Orleans Pelicans are going to rock the NBA world by trading one of Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram. That is my prediction. I would lean Zion, you know, the guy is as talented as he is and he seems like a nice kid can't stay healthy he can't stay in shape and now he's got some porn star blowing up the internet with uh, uh, pretty graphic descriptions of their sex life so I have a feeling Zion could be playing at a new address next year if that were to happen my guess would be the usual cast of characters are going to start trying to get him the Knicks of the world So that's my prediction. I think the Pelicans make a massive trade involving either Zion or Brandon Ingram. Oh, okay. Well, do you know who either of those guys are? You know, Johnny, it doesn't really matter. Your, your audience knows. Yes, yes, yes. I don't think people really count on me for sports uh, information, (laughs) but um, you know, maybe I have some listeners that just enjoy the uh, comedy here. Um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to let the, the, we're going to end on the suns. I promise that we're going to end on the suns. And then, you know, I feel that's your way of, you know, kind of exercising your demons. Okay. But I have a special, uh, a special treat for you today. As I announced at the top of the show, I have put together, I did. This is actually me by myself. I put together a little quiz for you. And since, you know, it's all this draft season stuff, I thought that I would test your draft knowledge. Okay. And just, I've got 14, 14 drafts. Okay. And I'm going to give you to two guys and you tell me which guy went higher. Okay. Out of the two guys in the draft. Okay. In their day. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Here we go. Who was drafted higher? Number one, Jokic or Jimmy Butler? Ooh. Jimmy Butler. Correct. All right. One for one. Steph or Dame? Dame. Two for two. Go Greek. I mean, you know, look, I got a few more. I'm hoping to stump you on one. Chris Paul or Bradley Beal? Who went higher? Who went higher? Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Correct. Three for three. Luca or Ja? Uh, John Morant. John Morant, your favorite gun-toting basketball player. Yes. Social media star. Yeah, social media star. Okay, KD or Jordan? KD. You're right. KD. I never, I mean, I wouldn't get any of these, but obviously I'd be like, well, Michael Jordan. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Jamal Murray or Paul George? Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Correct. Six for six for the Greek. LaMelo Ball or Trey Young? Lamella Ball. Seven for seven. The guy is seemingly a little unstoppable. He's halfway home. Okay. Guy you just mentioned, James Harden or Russell Westbrook? James Harden. James Harden, you are correct, sir. Giannis or Booker? Devin Booker. Booker, correct. Embiid or Tatum? Ooh. Um. Actually... I think that might be a trick question because they both went number oh, three. Oh, 
are so good. Yes, yeah. it was a tie. Very good. 10 for 10. Yeah. Really was hoping to get you on that one. Um, Bam or Brunson? Bam or, J- or Jalen Brunson. Brunson? Bam out of bio. Correct. Kyle Lowry or Jordan Poole? Oh. I might miss this one. Let me think. Um... What's your answer? Time's up. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is correct. Rudy Gobert or Draymond Green? He's thinking, people. You can see the smoke coming out of his head. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is correct. And the final one, Kawhi or Tyler Hero? Can he do it? Can he sweep the test? Boy, it's a 50-50 chance that he could come out with a Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is correct. The Greek. 14 for 14. 14 for 14. Unprecedented. Well done. Well done. Draft stuff is really one of my sweet spots. So it's almost cheating to ask me draft questions. Well done. All right. We're going to let you close out the show and, and hopefully, you know, get some things off your chest, put you in a better mood. And give you the the, uh, the platform to go after you know your final thoughts on on your beloved sons. I I know you're having a rough go of it. Well, you know, coming into this week, I was elated because uh, through my sources that I trust, one of them is not Chris Haynes. I know he reported this on Sunday too. But uh, if you really want to know Suns news, folks. Follow Gambo987 on Twitter. He is the most plugged in media source when it comes to the Suns. But I was extremely happy to hear over the weekend that the Suns are planning on holding on to my guy, DeAndre Ayton. Thought it would have been stupid for them to trade him for 50 cents on the dollar. Give him a chance to come in and play under Frank Vogel, a coach that seems to really like him and trust him. So I came into this week as a Suns fan very happy. Uh, You know, relatively uneventful early in the week. We have our little press conference for our second round pick. Uh, Actually, as we record right now, Bradley Beal is doing his introductory press conference here in Phoenix. But of course, because ever since Matt Ishbia bought the Suns, you cannot go 48 hours without some Woj bomb or some bullshit dropping that throws everybody into a tizzy and this morning is the news that the phoenix suns are planning on meeting with kyrie irving in free agency and that scares me on so many levels number one was does that now mean that we would have to move Aiton to get kyrie irving in here number two it's kyrie fucking irving the guy wakes up and decides to become a cancer on a team within a month or two of joining every single organization he has played for. Number three, how long is it gonna be before he starts on, I mean, as a, as a, as a Jewish man, uh, I would assume you're a little sensitive to this too. I mean, when's he gonna wake up and start quoting some crazy Alex Jones conspiracy or claiming the Holocaust didn't happen and getting suspended from the NBA again? I have, there's zero percent of me that wants Kyrie Irving on this basketball team, despite the fact he might be 
the most physically gifted point guard I've ever seen in the NBA. I just do not want that guy coming near this organization. So yes, that put me in an awful mood thinking about the fact that we could be dealing with the freak show circus PR nightmare that is Kyrie Irving next year. I'm hoping this is just some ploy by his uh, by his agent or by Kyrie trying to drum up interest elsewhere. But if Kyrie comes to the Suns, I will officially begin questioning ownership, new ownership. Uh, I mean, are they just buying all the shiny new toys they can with no respect to building an actual team, actual team chemistry? I don't know, but I am scared shitless of Kyrie Irving wearing the purple and orange next season. So yes, that tweet really did set me off on the wrong foot. Well, you know, anti-Semitism is never a good thing. No. I don't care if, you know, if you're a superstar athlete or not. That said, I'm, who, am, who am I to, to judge? But... Um, the guy's a flat earther, for fuck's sake. Okay, look, that's something I'm really like, you know, come on, guy. Come yeah. on, that we're talking science now. Yeah, we're talking Anti-vaxer, science. Right. I mean, uh, there are 37 strikes for Kyrie, the person, not the basketball player. Well, you know, like I said, we should we should all have such problems. But um, well, how much money does a guy like that make? Well, he has been making 30 some million a year. 30 something million a year, exactly. I don't know, my heart breaks for this guy. He's, yeah. He's an athlete. When he's not suspended for refusing to get vaccinated or talking bad about the Jews or posting links to crazy anti Semitic movies or quoting Alex Jones. So that, that contract number is when he's actually playing and not suspended without pay, which seems to be a regular occurrence for Kyrie. All right. Well, listen, you know, boo, boo on Kyrie. I hope, I hope it all goes well. I hope it all goes the direction you'd like. Anywhere but Phoenix, Kyrie. Go play anywhere but Phoenix. Anywhere but Phoenix. You heard it here. So prospect fans, thank you. We are, we are done with this week's uh, show. If you enjoyed it, please uh, share it with other people. Leave us a good review and we will be back next week. What do you think we're going to talk about next week? Well, in about a week, NBA Summer League starts. We're obviously going to have a a ton of free agency movement, NBA trades, and we will be close to getting our first look at Wemby in a Spurs uniform next weekend. All right, there you go. Next week on The Prospect. See you next time. See you next time.